Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, it's Friday. It's later than normal, but it is time for the John and Dave show. At a minimum, uh, a shortened John and Dave show, but we need to see John Acuff. We're missing this man, and uh, I may have uh, ruined things by having podcasts steal some of the morning, but we're not going to let this weekend start without a little bit of fun with one of the handsomest people on the entire planet, Mr. Jonathan Wayne Acuff. I wonder what his middle name actually is. Please rise, remove your hats, and uh, let's welcome to the stage. The man, the myth, the legend, my guy. John, are you there? What, what if it was Wayne? It got, I hope, what I if hope that was my middle Wayne. name? Honestly. Can, that would be amazing. If what is your middle name? name? Christopher. Christopher? Jonathan Christopher? That's like a Winnie the Pooh character. It's very great. Your um, backyard is, in fact, the 100 Acre Wood. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Jonathan Wayne... I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't want to say something terrible and then have, there's going to be somebody on here that's like, that's my name. And then, so. Well, John Wayne is actually the name of a human. I don't, I'm not trying to be weird about it. But was he it, a but... Jonathan? No. Yeah, no one. Can so. you, do you think, do you think his mom called him Jonathan? Like, he'd be Could like, you imagine, like, John Wayne, like, that guy? He was not a Jonathan. Like, I he bet, was ba- barely a John. I bet when he wrote poetry, he went by Jonathan. There's a, probably a lot of uh, poet, like John Wayne poetry that people are like, oh my gosh, this guy can really, this guy can do some stuff. Are you wearing an orange shirt today? It's bright orange. Yeah, I'm going hiking in a little while. I'm in Salt Lake City. So I'm going hiking with a buddy. We're going to- Salt Lake. The leaves are gorgeous. And so I'm about to go, I'm speaking at a huge event tomorrow for Young Living. I don't know if you know Young Living. I do know Young Living. They're fantastic. It's going to be like 2,500 people. So yeah, I'm in Salt Lake. So Wow. Where are you? Are you in Arizona? Uh, I'm in Arizona. Uh, Heidi and I are still doing our fitness stuff, uh, filming a bunch of things uh, per usual. So, are you doing leg curls right now, like below camera? Are you working out? I'm assuming at any moment there's a part of your body that's doing a workout. No, uh, I did a, I did a work. I've got like my workout stuff still on. I did, we just yeah. did a big upper body workout, and uh, I feel like all I'm doing is working out at this point in my life. It's a lot it's of workout. What was the podcast? What podcast were you on? Uh, I was doing a podcast called Hold Please. This is bad. I've done a lot of podcasts. This is going to be like the Pope. It's probably some important podcast, and you're like, I did a podcast called Passion Love Pursuit. Passion Love with someone named Erica. I mean, it was lovely. We had a great conversation all about personal development. But uh, I basically had a policy in this book launch if you've got a podcast and you ask me, I'm coming on down. Dave, that's a dangerous policy, my friend. That is Don't a. Matter. That's how you talk to people whose podcast is about ferrets. That's where that goes. Like you're one request away from somebody being like, "I want you to share your courage built, you know, your courage approach for ferret owners." And you're gonna have to be like, "Here's the thing, you're gonna want to get them descented. That's the number one thing." 
That's all oh, I know about. I actually have a story. So I go to do a podcast earlier this week. And again, like I kind of threw out the policy, but I yeah. haven't been a part of yeses or no's. I've just been like, oh, they're on my calendar. I'll be there. Mm -hmm. And I get onto the Zoom and the person that I'm talking to is like, hey, uh, I've got a little bit of a weird way to start. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. You blocked me on Instagram, and I was wondering if maybe you would unblock me so that I can promote the show. And I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Do you because remember blocking him? Here's the thing. I have a one-strike policy. If you're mean one time to one person, <laughs> you're, you're blocked. Out. You're out. So I, and I, like, I just have, like, I've been so consistent with, like, if you're going to be mean to, to – not even just me. If you're going to be mean to anyone – Inside yeah. of the community, you're just oh, gone. It's just over. That. I'm the and same so, way. I'm the same. Yeah. I call it an awesomeocracy, not a democracy. Like yeah. there's no appeal process. I don't have None. time. So I don't then have I'm time, like, dude. The, so the weird thing is, I was like, guess what? I want to ask why I blocked you, but I'm not sure I want to know why I blocked you because yeah. you deserve to be blocked. You, I mean, like the thing is, I know you deserve to be blocked. Dude, that you was were the a jerk. start. You that deserve to be start. blocked. The beginning of the podcast was that? We weren't recording yet. I just wanted oh. to acknowledge if, if you got blocked, you know you did the crime, oh. you got to do that time. But I decided that parole was a possibility so that we could get the show done. Dude, that is brutal. That is because I, I think, can you tell almost immediately when someone hasn't read a, like, a like a second of your book? 100%. Okay, so can I, dude. So can I, I. I went on a show two days ago. Yeah. And they started with the introduction of me as the CEO of the Hollis Company, a thing that I haven't been for two years. And I was like, this is going to be a weird interview. Yeah. yeah. I've cut some off when, like, I've had to do one where I was like, the thing they're asking about, it wasn't even about me. They were referencing somebody else who had gone through a terrible situation that they hadn't looked up. And so they're like, it's like so-and-so says. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I stopped the interview. Like, I said, you got to Google, dude. Have you not Googled? Like, and, the per and they were using the person as an example of the right way to do it. And they had very publicly had some wrong stuff happen. And they just hadn't looked it up. So they're like, it's like my hero so-and-so says. And I was like, no, no. It'd be no. like if somebody was like still going, you know, I love the Cosby show. I just love me some. You'd be like, Where? no, no. That I just... I was just going through stories and someone had an R. Kelly song on the stories. Like he's, he's being indicted yeah. and convicted no, in real time. No, you can't use his, you can't use his songs. Yeah. I, it's a remix to ignition. I get it. It's catchy, but we're kind of. Remix to ignition. It will yeah. always be catchy. It's now yeah. off limits. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. That You can't. You can't. No. It's gone. It's gone. No. It's in I want to learn how to fly too. I got to find a oh, different yeah. song. Yeah. You get, well, where are we on Free Willy? The soundtrack to Free Willy, Michael Jackson. I feel like the, it's still Michael pretty Jackson's, good. Michael Jackson like, honestly, Michael Jackson is off limits for me too. And that's something that like people want to fight over. I'm like, yeah, really? but you probably never liked him because he might fit into that category of good stuff you don't look at. Like um, pop Lord culture Rings, icons that are Star relevant Wars. to everyone else. I don't understand how you weren't constantly fired from Disney as you worked on Star Wars and didn't like Star Wars. Like, shouldn't they be able to tell, like, in your eyes or like a little scanner or something? You know how they can tell? 
With you the would, words that were coming out of my mouth. You would say I don't like Star Wars. I, I, the thing is, there was something where you're, if you can look someone in the face and in there, the most passionate person ever, and you're like, I am going to work on this and make it successful, yeah. and I don't like it. That's how committed I am to my job. Dude, I guess that's one way to look at it. Um, another oh, yeah. way. Pop-Tarts, oh, by the way. Have they you had have them? collected... 10 different kinds of Pop-Tarts. And Ooh. they got a couple toaster strudels. We're gonna do a little bit of like yeah. a taste comparison test today. I think the toaster strudel is really nice because it has its own icing. And they, I don't know if you even know this, you can get double icing. So they sell a version where it's like, like double stuff Oreo. You're not ready oh. for that. You're not ready. Like ease in, like ease into this. Like, By the like way, a I, we've already had this conversation. If someone offered me a double stuffed Oreo, I'd throw it on the ground. Why? Because you don't like you, too much stuffing? That's too much stuffing. I don't need that much stuffing. What do, you, what do you eat for joy? Do you do any joy eating or is it mostly like plants? Like what are you Here's doing? Crispy. I need crispiness in my life. And if you, <laughs> it's like if, if someone had to be a grandma's cookie from a 7-Eleven, I've told you this, I yeah. would throw it at them. That yeah. feels offensive. That's like choosing it's violence. Solid. I am not interested in a soft cookie. You're crazy. Okay, so here's, here's one of the questions I have. Other than Arizona, I'm in Salt Lake City. Where's a city you like to visit and why? Like, you're a traveling man. You're a rambling man, if you will. Uh, I mean, Heidi and I are getting ready to go. Just before the book comes out, I'm going to go for a long weekend down to this spot in, near Cancun. Oh, okay. We went uh, the week that I turned the book in. I turned the book in. If you remember, I turned the book in from a balcony. In, yeah, I was, I was there. In spirit. You I were mean, there. You, we did a video group. from there. We did a video we did. from there. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go back and do that. I know that's like not a city in the U.S., but we're going to go back and do that in two weeks. I'm super excited about that. I'm actually going into L.A. next week. I'm going to go do uh, Impact Theory with Tom Billy. I've got a couple of different shows I'm going to do. But nice. um, my family is in Southern California, so I'm excited about, like, rolling in. I'm going to surprise my parents. Don't tell them. They're not probably watching this, but probably I'm going to surprise my parents. Yeah. Wow. Well, hopefully they aren't watching because a lot of what I say is like, what happened in childhood that you didn't have a Pop-Tart? So I hope your parents are watching. I don't mean it as a criticism to them. You can't no. give what you don't have. So probably what happened is I just their, parents, their parents didn't give them Pop-Tarts and it became a generational lack is what they I, call that. The thing is, I don't want to turn this into a feel bad for me, get down off yeah. the cross Dave kind of moment, but we were eating Cheerios that came out of a bag that said toasted O's. Yeah, they were yeah. generic yeah. and they weren't bought at a like traditional grocery store. No. We got them like at like the 99 cent store in 1983. It's just yeah. like the way that we rolled. We didn't have any stinking money for your luxuries <laughs> like Pop-Tarts, John. I, my mom told me the other day, she came to visit, that we would go out to eat once a year as a family, one time a year. And so like, and I was like, I, I did notice we ate a lot of casseroles. Like we were, because oh. a casserole will go for days, and it's we thick ate, like a we, brick. Like, if you say the word tuna casserole, I immediately <laughs> know exactly, like I can smell it. Dude, and, and by the way, that. my mom was also the queen of crumpling up some saltine crackers into almost anything, because it would just fill you up. Oh, yeah, Does yeah. Does had... saltines? Nope. Crumple them up. We had Hinkle casserole, which I think the people that gave us a recipe were like Tom and Jill Hinkle. And it was essentially like spaghetti 
that was now in a casserole form. And I was like, and I think, I swear to you, it had American cheese in it because that was the cheapest cheese. And yeah. so just like the Italians, it's American cheese. And so like, dude, my mom, when she told us that the other day, I was like, oh, that's right. Now that you mention, I do notice that. And somebody gave us a trip to Disney because my dad's a pastor and somebody in the church donated one. And we stayed, I think we stayed um, in Tampa and drove to Disney. I don't know. We were very far away. We were not yeah. on campus, as they say. We were a very, and my parents went to a timeshare so that we could get SeaWorld tickets. So we went and sat for six hours and played video games while no. some, some poor dude who was never going to sell a timeshare to my pastor dad. And my dad probably had to be like, oh, it sounds interesting. We can go all these places. And you know, he was like, give me the SeaWorld tickets. And dude, that, that was an interesting trip. So yes, what I is, do come from wealth. Yeah, what's the city for you though? Like I, mine is, you know, either I'm going to Mexico on vacation, or I'm going to go see my family. Salt Lake, dude. Salt Lake is fantastic. Like you can ski at like six different resorts in half an hour. Um, like it's the mountains are beautiful. I, you know, I, I think for me, Salt Lake, Greenville, South Carolina is surprisingly dope. Um, I was in Salt Lake last Saturday. Heidi and I came in for 18 hours. We are uh, working on a project with, uh, with someone who lives out there in the supplement space. We're going to do some st fun stuff for kids, maybe. Oh, nice. We'll see. Nice. But nice. Uh, he took us to the BYU-ASU game. We're from oh, you know, Arizona fun. here, so there's a little rivalry. Yep. And uh, I'm not, you know, I went to Pepperdine. We didn't have college football, so I'm not a college football person at all. I'll tell you what, though, going to a home college football game literally anywhere is yeah. kind of bonkers. There was so yeah. much energy. Also, what's weird, and I don't want to get uh, political, but, you know, you walk into a stadium with 80,000 people and no masks. It's just a, you know, it's a weird thing for small businesses that have a lot of rules around having to have masks or yeah. a limited number of people indoors for 100 people. Yeah, but COVID stays out of uh, arenas. It's kind of, oh, it, no, right, it's like, hey, mind. whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, it's an arena. We're no, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, I asked my daughter that. I was like, how come in the NBA they can play, but then they have to sit far away from each other on the bench? And she's like, there's no COVID on the court. The COVID respects, like, respects the court. And they're like, game, hey, game recognized game. No. Yeah, not game recognized game. Dave, you can't, don't ask questions like that. You just got to roll with 2021 and take it day by day, as they say. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What, um, what's a question you get that you don't like to get? And I'll give you one. I don't like to get when somebody goes, hey, tell my audience about you. Because it's like, which of the 45 years of my life like, I, and I just, I never know what to say. Like, I, you know, I eat a lot of casserole because I grew up with, you know, not a lot of money. Like, I don't know what to say. What's a question you get that you're like, oh man, I don't like that question. I just, I just had one of these moments where someone says in the book, there's that one part where you give three tips about that one thing. <laughs> dude, dude. Tell me those three tips, but they're not like that specific. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, number one. Did you make you them up? It? 
I just, I make yeah, them yeah, up. Yeah. Because, yeah, so did I. So do I. Yeah, because it's like, I don't, number one, I don't know what part of the book you're talking about because I have talked about this book. I've done five or six podcasts a day for 10 days, 12 days in a row now. Like I am, yeah. I'm, I'm hitting You're in the it. zone, dude. You're in the zone. I'm in the zone. I'm in the auto zone, but I'm also just like, I don't, I don't remember like that very specific passage that you're speaking about. So I like general questions. I don't like the specifics unless I've got the book open and you're like, Hey, in that one chapter, can you, and I'm like, Oh yeah. So I'm going to stay away from any kind of like really specific questions. Dude, did I not tell you? So in an early draft of our PR plan, we, one of the ideas was like 10 signs of overthinking and that's not in the book. So I took it out. I, I reviewed, it. I was like, no, 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 don't tell people that, but it got into some of them. So in the middle of a podcast, I had somebody say, tell us the 10 signs you're overthinking. And, I, and so I made up three and I was like, those are really the three most important. They were like, what's number four? And like, I was like, you know, I kept trying to break it off. They're like those five, if you only know five, you're fine. And I swear to you, the host kept going, what's number eight? What's number seven? And I, dude, I was just like, tapity tap, tap, tap. I was like, one sign is your name is Gary. Gary overthinks a lot. If you're a Gary, you got a Gary in your same life. Same though. I, it's the, I, I do this. Yeah. I had to do the same thing. Like, oh, it was, it was funny. I, I had a good time with that. So, tell us some more book launch stuff. What else are you excited about? When it comes uh, out the twenty sixth, is that the so October twenty sixth? The Looking thing that I've told you about, and actually you appear in it, so I'm going to need you to sign a waiver. Uh, well, let's see what my numbers are on it. Let's see if I'm yeah. getting points. I, I, uh, this so is I free. Was, this thing is free. I do two things, free and expensive. And this one's free, so. <laughs> Next one. So um, I was approached by the people who had put the documentary that Rachel and I made into theaters to do a documentary about this book. And it is something that like is a super trigger because, wow, I don't know, like it's weird to think about having a book about yourself and your journey through this crazy hardest but best yeah. part of my life. And uh, we're gonna do it anyway. So on November 17th, there is a hour and a half documentary and 30 minutes of coaching. There'll be an evening in movie theaters that's gonna be available for people to grab their crew. And I was able to kind of like tell the story of the last handful of years of my life and the way that the book kind of like navigates through it in a map-like fashion. And then I've got conversations with you and Brendan Bouchard, Mel Robbins, Brie Menudos, Trent Shelton, Tom Bilyeu, uh, Carlos, Annie Downs, like a whole host of people that just like have these little moments that also illustrate a tiny bit of their perspective on a thing that I'm talking about in the book that comes to life. And the whole hope was like, hey, we're going to do a big launch on uh, October 26th. And hopefully like we've got this great launch team. It is unbelievable. Um, but the idea of doing something that might sustain some of the excitement and have people experience something of a book tour like night at the movie theaters. And then, yeah, people are asking, will it be on streaming eventually? I'm, I mean, at some point, they, I think they want to wait six months. So what, I don't know uh, that... is it titled John and Dave or did that? I mean, it's or... called John Acuff's friend. Dave has a movie called Built from Courage, which That's is amazing. At the end, am I uh, like the guy where it's at the end they go and with John Acuff? Like you go like Carlos, Tom, Mel Robbins, da 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 da, da and then it goes and with John Acuff and maybe even he, Sir. I'm not nice. People are but, negotiating in real time for the and. Like John Voight isn't in the movie, but he's asking if he can have the and yeah. John Voight. So yeah. we'll see. I'm just, just let me know. And am I in it or have I been cut? Like I don't want to go see it and then I tell my kids. 
Here's our this house. This is how late we're delivering the movie. I feel like you're in it, but I also don't know for sure Whoa. that you're in it. No, you're going to be in it. Of course you're going to be in it. What are you that talking feels, about? That, I feel like there could be double Mel, um, which, you know, or like triple Jay Shetty. Like, I don't know. I don't know how movies work. Jay, Jay, Jay tells a really great story. It's The thing is, like, it's not meant to be uh, like variety show of a bunch of other people. It's meant to be this story of like, how do you work through the hardest and best time of your life? Or how do you make the hardest time of your life the best? But so many of the people that I ended up talking to are the people that actually helped me through the hardest time of my life. And so the interviews, a lot of times are like, remember when we were actually having a conversation two days after the conversation I had with Rachel about divorce and you gave me this little thing that oh, was man. oxygen. That was That's oxygen great. that I needed to keep going during oh, the hardest great. stretch of this whole thing. So well, that'd be awesome, dude. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, congrats. That's no small thing. Thank and you. Like you said, it triggers. You know, if you want to figure out your insecurities, release something publicly. Um, well, this it's the is fastest by the way. way. Fastest no. way. <laughs> I keep saying, like, I really do feel like fear has become an invitation to walk toward it, and I'm afraid of this. So I'm like, yep, yeah, we got to yeah. walk toward it. How yeah. exciting! <laughs> Oh, that's great, dude. I, I can't wait. That's super awesome. Uh, proud of you for taking the, taking the, the leap and doing a movie. It's so, Thanks, man. so amazing. So inspiring. So dude. All right. This has been a blast. We wait, what is, what's the thing that you're working on right now? Oh, shameless dude, plug. Did, oh, shameless plug. Um, I just did a wait, challenge. Wait, real quick. I, I'm curious. How was the challenge week that you did? Dude, it was nuts. We had like 9,200 people join us. Like, dude, we, uh, yes. And we had, I think there's a, there's 1,100 people doing the 90-day version with me, and it's been super fun. So the, the thing is, we're going to do three small actions for major momentum. So the problem is, here's my one little pitch, because it's closed, so I'm not pitching it. It's closed until next year. But when you try to do something that's really difficult, like write a book, and then you try to get consistent at it, you're trying two difficult things at the same time you take this most precious goal that has like all this baggage, like I want to be a real writer. My dad said I'm not a real writer, whatever. And then you try to be consistent at the same time. It's really difficult. So we're doing what I call practicing excellence, where we're going to do three small actions, like make the bed or encourage one person for 90 days to warm up that consistent muscle. Um, and the fun thing about frequency is that ability is a process. Frequency is a decision. You can be 100% consistent right now as you work on getting 100% ability. You don't have access to 100% ability right out of the gate. Yeah. And we feel shame about that, but that's just how life works. Your, your first speech is terrible. Your first book is not your best book. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm working on right now. That's what I'm super excited about. Um, so yeah, it's closed, so I don't have to pitch it, but it's out there and there's so many people that did it. And so that was super fun to see. I'm, and now it's I'm so proud of you, man. It looked, I mean, the thing is, I was watching feedback from people as they were tagging you and having their experience. Oh, yeah, it's fun. That, it's, it's amazing. So I'm like, I'm so happy for you. I, did, I will say, I had this full circle day yesterday, just real quick. So I had therapy with my therapist in the morning. I was kind of speaking out loud some of these insecurities and fears that I'm processing as we get closer to the release of the book and working through the finishing of the documentary. And it, it's just like, hey, I'm throwing it out even in, in real time here just to bring it to the light. Like, it is scary to create things and hope sure. that they work. And last night, we end up having the first session with some of the people that are inside of this fitness challenge with us, also closed, I'm not selling it, mm -hmm. but we're doing the 60-day fitness challenge, uh, Heidi and I. And the introduction in Zoom, there's a, just a ton of people in there. 
And the stories that they're telling of the breakthrough that they've had in just four days worth of time or the way that they are appreciative of some of the things that we've created. There is something about God's timing in feedback or in the way that like you do the challenge. I know that you were hoping that you could have a result and it's only after you put yourself out there and put in the hard work oh, yeah. and show up for those five days that you now can sit on the other side with something of like an affirmation of, oh wow, this is a good thing. It is providing value. And I did have a bunch of people decide to show up and it was amazing for me in a 12 hour span to be talking to a therapist about all these things I'm worried about. Am I good enough? Is this gonna be received by people to that evening, having people affirming that there was good in this work that I was ah, yeah. doing, right? And it's just like, I wanna encourage anyone who is working in something that they might have some fear for, you have to almost go into it with some faith that you're gonna have that moment where you're gonna be affirmed, even though you don't have evidence of it when you're starting the process. And when it comes, it's going to be the thing that gives you the permission to go try something bigger, bolder, but it, crazy. But it can't, it can't come until you step out. Like people can't, can't show you step out. They can't show up on your doorstep, like delivering a pizza and go, I really love your writing if you're not putting your writing out. So that's the, that's the dance. That's the tension. That's, it. that's the tension. And if you will be, you know, I always tell people like bravery is a choice, not a feeling. You can't wait until you feel brave enough. Like you have to choose it. And Dave would tell you this. I would tell you this. There's plenty of moments when you release a book that you're like, no one's going to read this. Somebody smarter who's taller already wrote a better book. Dave can't say that because he's the seventh tallest person on the Eastern Seaboard. Um, but I can say that. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, where everybody. And then the other thing is when you get around people that you might look up to, they have as many insecurities, if not more. And so yeah. that's the thing. All right, Dave, love you. Have a great launch. We'll do this again next week. Tell Sounds good, brother. Hello. All right, See love you, you dude.